It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, so pleased to be with the Princess of Policy, the one, the only, the brilliant, the lovely, the talented, the amazing Princess Di. Are you going over to the Jubilee to, um, I saw Queenie over there, and, 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 uh, What's his name? Got booed over there. Um, the, the, the Harry and, and what's her name? The, the, the wife of Harry? Megan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your relatives. Um, <laughs> she got booed over there. They got booed. How does that happen? And then no. The, yeah. And the queen, she's about what? How old is Queen, uh, queen Lizzie? I think she's in her 90s, but I'm not sure on the exact age. Shame on you. Not sure on your Shame on you. I'm sorry. I wasn't invited to the Jubilee, so I did not study up. Oh, okay. Uh, There's a sad story, Diane. I want to, before we go political, well, overtly political, this DA, how do these DAs stay in office? You you read the story about this this, this case in San, San Francisco? L.A. L.A. This is L.A. This That's right. It's Gasson. Gasson. George Gasson. He's a Soros DA. Right. There was a woman walking with a her baby, her baby, in a stroller. She sees a car coming toward her. She squeezes against the building, moves the stroller, because this car looks like it's headed toward her at a high rate of speed. So she... she Gets to the side, the car slams right into her and her baby. This woman is thrown onto the car, and it must be mother's something. Remarkably, she gets right up and runs to her baby to see whether the baby's okay. It turns out. There's some 16-year-old thug driving this car, and 16 years old, he gets probation. He tried to murder both of them. Gasson gives him probation in a juvie camp and says, and, and this woman is outraged. She's saying the DA there doesn't value her life or the life of her baby. How I don't understand this, Diana. Well, if you understood how Soros thinks, you would understand it. I mean, it's evil. It's pure evil. And there's a reason you were confused for a minute about whether or not it was San Francisco or L.A. This guy used to be the San Francisco DA. And then right. he had a similar controversy and he resigned to take care of his mother. That was his line. And then George Soros gave him millions again to run for that same position, uh, district attorney in Los Angeles. And within six months, he was already subject to a recall collection uh, election. And that is still ongoing. They are still gathering signatures. He is highly unpopular. In L.A., which is as left-wing as you can get, but they, uh, the voters can't believe that he literally does not prosecute criminals, even though he is district attorney. In fact, just yesterday, the appeals court 
in L.A. ordered him that he has to enforce the three strikes law. He was just ignoring the law. And, you know, when someone has two strikes and then they commit another crime, there is a really terrible and awful uh, penitentiary time done for people who make the third strike. And he was simply not enforcing that law. And the the appeals court in L.A. said, no, you have to enforce the law. If the three strikes law applies, you have to actually prosecute it. So we will see whether or not the recall election is successful. I think it will be, actually. That's my prediction. And I think it needs to happen to all George uh, Soros-funded DAs across the country. And this is if you folks, if you see this uh, this video, you can see the video at the Daily Mail UK. If you see this video, I'm telling you, you will be horrified. It is horrific looking at this car, and the car turns right into this mother and her baby. Well, that's the thing, James. I have to say that when you first hear about this, they actually were not seriously hurt. And so, if you did not know from her victim impact station, uh, statement, the mother, you would not know. She said she looked him in the eye. She, she, they locked eyes, and she saw he deliberately turned into her. If you didn't see the video or know the details of the case from her, she was allowed to produce a victim impact statement after the judge had already issued the sentence. So this idea that she was allowed, and she is so frustrated, she's like, what good does a victim impact statement do if the judge never looked at the video, he didn't allow me to have my victim impact statement while he was adjudicating it? So this is not – this is a deliberate attempted murder, and because he was young, you know, he basically goes to camp for a few months. And he'll be out, and no doubt he will be behaving this way again. Now let's talk about Peter Navarro. Okay. Okay, Peter Navarro. I love Peter Navarro. I have to start out by saying that I just love Peter Navarro. He has been one of my favorite Trump um, appointees from the get-go. I think he and Wilbur Ross were really primarily responsible for a lot of the uh, enactment of Trump economic policies and uh, trade policies. And so I credit him a, a great deal. So I am on his side from the jump on this, even though the entire Obama, I mean, I'm probably right about that. The entire Biden regime is coming down hard on him. And I have to tell you, there's an interesting timeline, which nobody is reporting. And that is he sued Peter Navarro, sued Nancy Pelosi, uh, Liz Cheney, Adam Schiff and the January 6th committee. On Tuesday, he was challenging the the committee subpoenas. He said that my hands are tied. I cannot give you this information. You want documents. You want my testimony because Trump has uh, asserted executive privilege. And I cannot testify or give you documents because the president has asserted executive privilege over our communications. So he filed suit on Tuesday. He went on MSNBC, interestingly enough, on Thursday night. And he basically said during that time, 
when he was explaining his lawsuit that he would lead the charge if Republicans come back into power uh, to impeach Joe Biden. That was Thursday night. And Thursday night, the Department of Justice uh, indicted him that same night. So he is a fighter, which is why I love him. And he is not going gently into that good night. He's fighting them. And that is why talk about retaliation. This is a retaliatory indictment. He, uh, the Department of Justice on the same day declined to prosecute a couple of other people. Meadows, the they're not going to prosecute. Mark Meadows and Dan Scavino. And Dan Scavino, and that's right. because they negotiated with the committee. They played, you know, nice. And they had their lawyers basically say, um, you know, we'll, we'll give you some things. And Peter Navarro didn't go that route. He basically said, no, I can't legally, and I want to adjudicate this. And he said, it's a separation of powers issue. You cannot, because Biden has waived privilege for Trump, a, a current president can't waive executive, executive privilege, privilege from, from a former president. Right. Yeah. And this is going to so be tied up in a, court for years. Now, here's what they did to Navarro. point of view. They put, they put Navarro in shackles. They put yep. this 72-year-old man who's a threat to nobody. They put him in shackles, and then for added measure, they threw him in the same jail cell that they threw presidential would-be assassin John Hinckley. Yes. This is outrageous what, what they're doing to this man. It's retaliatory, and it's because he is not playing ball. He's going to fight. He's, he's go, you know, basically going down swinging. And he has a case, and that's why they're afraid to have this civil lawsuit that he filed be adjudicated. And he basically said, he said this. He said, this was a preemptive strike by the Department of Justice to prevent my civil suit from going forward, and shame on that. And it is a shame. But, of course, the Department of Justice is politicized, as we know. Corrupt. And if you recall, Eric Holder was also held in contempt of Congress. And they did nothing to him. Do you remember leg irons? Do you yes. remember, you know, being no. pulled off a plane? So no. this this went away because he is, I mean, it's nice to be a Democrat. It sure is. There is a two-tiered system of justice in this country Last story, we began talking about this yesterday, and I want to close the loop on this. The political, there is a political article that is, I don't know how many pages when you print it out. These folks are in terror, and it is a story designed to uh, invoke fear on behalf of the political class in Washington, D.C., which is why it's in Politico. And the story pretends that for the first time in American history, get this. For the first time in American history, according to Politico, Republicans are going to show up at the polls and become poll watchers and take part in the election system. And they see this at, at Politico as a severe threat to the, to the entire republic. And the republic could fall because Republicans, and these are not just Republicans, these are Trump Republicans. And they are going to be in polling places. And this has never happened in America before. I know. It's so funny. This is a hilarious article. And Vanity Fair picked up on it as well, saying it goes without saying enlisting election deniers to exert influence over the voting process poses a major threat to the Democratic system. 
So the, the entire political world is upset. It's very interesting that Politico got video recordings of a bunch of meetings that were held by Republican operatives. And there's no controversy over that, as there always is with Project Veritas. When they have videos released to them by a whistleblower, it become, that becomes a story. It's just they've been censored. They've been edited. It's, you know, basically it becomes how did these recordings, how the problems with the recordings. But with this story, that's not even an issue. How Politico got hold of these meetings that Republicans were having, which is all above board. As Politico, if you read it closely, the, the Republicans are simply utilizing rules that are designed to provide political balance among poll workers. And how dare Republicans utilize political rules that are legit? Only Democrats can commit politics. And so what has happened, which is what's upsetting to them, is that Republicans learned that they could be poll workers, which is different than poll watchers, which is what Republicans have always done. And if you remember, they were always locked out of doing anything. They, you know, big pieces of newsprint over the windows. They were pulled out by police because they were supposedly disobeying COVID rules, so they couldn't look at what what was happening. Well, the Republicans looked into it, and this is actually a Steve Bannon idea of precinct strategy, is they realized they could actually be part of the election system according to law. And so they have been training people to do this, And the Democrats have no choice but to to select from the list that Republicans give them to appoint poll workers. And they're stuck because that is all done according to the law. Well, of course, now Politico and the, the press is all acting like this is some shock to the system. It's for the first time there might be the beginning of an even playing field. And you know the Democrat cheating system cannot survive any even playing field. Yeah, this is going to be, an, and I just want to remind people once again of a story. We talked about this briefly yesterday, and I want to remind people of this before we, we have to go to a break. And again, a disclaimer, media executives, please take a deep breath. This is not a threatening story. This is not a conspiracy kook story. This does not pertain to the last election, although it should. The AP has come out with a story that reports the federal government's cyber agency, the number one agency, the only agency in the federal government that looks after all matters in the cyber world, has determined that in a number of states, this was from the Associated Press, this is not James Golden, this is not Bo Snurley, this is not Princess Di, this is the Associated Press. The Associated Press said this week there are security problems that make some of the Dominion voting machines that are in several states around the country vulnerable to be hacked. 
impossible. We were told that's not possible. Yes. Apparently, well, it is. Never mind. Never I have mind. to mention one thing. You Before I go, I know you have to go to a break, but this week, the January 6th committing st- meetings start, the hearings, Thursday at 8 p.m. prime time. So this is going to be the latest programming that they want to do to manipulate the American public. It's not COVID. It's not Ukraine. It's not guns. It's not uh, reparations, although that may be next. But it's January 6th. We all must be focused on starting. Thank you. I'll be sure to watch. Not. (laughs) (laughs) James, thank you. My princess, die. Your highness. Always wonderful to hear from you. Thank you, Sir James. 